K-Town is sponsored by the Museum of Carpet, which is probably closed. Chapter 2. Everything tastes better outside. Last week we brought you a death, a eulogy and a pint you're welcome. We survived a trip to the shops, we escaped a urinating skinhead and sadly had to share some very bad news. What comes after terrible news? Terrible sport and even worse weather, of course. From the producers of Wolfmania the podcast and This West Midland Life, I'm Andrew Wolfman. Welcome to K-Town. corner here I can see the back of a football stand I can see the floodlights thrusting up yep the smell of the burger van that's Tim the, uh, I don't know the roar of the crowd the roar of the crowd and that's there's me. nothing like a three o'clock kickoff I think it's the it's the roar of the uh the song Chelsea dagger we're on our way to the Agbara Stadium home of Kidderminster Harriers football club I'm not normally this excited about the Fratellis I think that should be the team's coming out Get a wriggle on, we do case. need to get a wriggle on. But we're here at the Agbara. At the famous Agbara. That needs a lick of paint. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is our audition for Five Live, isn't it? Thanks for joining us here at the Agbara. 2 0 to Kidderminster Harriers. We've got uh, goals by Joe Ironside and Jordan Tunnicliffe. Uh, two headers, both uh, after some exciting uh, wing play on the right-hand side of the fight zone from the 1920s. I can't do this. Bradford Park Avenue offering very little in the way of return. A serious injury to their centre-half on the 28th minute, resulting in a long pause here, but half-time at the break, 2-0 to the Harriers. Thanks a lot, Tim, and uh, let's go around the ground. Is that accent, was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, enjoying a, a bit of uh, royalty not paid for encore and foie in the background yeah. there. Um, so, what, what have you made of the uh, the action so far here at the Agbara? It's, it's been very enjoyable. There was a there was a good bit of terrorist humour uh, <laughs> when the right back or the left back, sorry, left back, for, yeah. uh, the big number three, Bradford Park Avenue, unleashed a swear bomb yeah. uh, in front of the stand on the touchline, to which uh, terrorist terrorist wag shouted back. Family stand. Uh, it's a family stand here. <laughs> and, uh, there was a bit of laughter. But you know, it's been very, very pleasurable. Uh, the has been of a decent standard. There's been yeah. a couple of goals. Uh, Two good goals. It, it could be more. There could be yeah. bullet header and another bullet header. A diving header and a, yeah. and a towering header. Yeah. Lovely, lovely stuff. Uh, it's not as cold as I was led to believe it was going to be. That's that's going to change in the next 45 <laughs> minutes. It's looking it's a bit overcast okay. above, but we are in the, uh, in the stand. Lovely atmosphere, families about. Haven't seen, haven't seen any steam uh, trains go past yet, but we did have a flyby featuring uh, what <laughs> to be two Spitfires. Exactly, a pair of Spitfires, and uh, just to paint a bit more of a picture. There's another one. There's, we've got a micro light up there now. Okay. Presumably with some kind of flag. Eustace in. Eustace in. I'm looking forward to some halftime entertainment here. What happens at halftime normally? I think we're going to get a great deal out there. We'll, they'll do the raffle. Um, some kids trying to take penalties or something. Does that happen? The last good one that I saw was um, that somebody on a stag do, or possibly one of the sponsors, 
uh, performed the, had they played the broomstick game. Okay, yes. Where he has to run round and round and round a broomstick uh, until he's dizzy and then tries to take a penalty against the reserve goalie. Okay. Buried <laughs> <laughs> it every time. <laughs> uh, to uh, some hilarity. Yeah. From, uh, from the main stand here. Uh, we've, we've just been to the, uh, the famous Agpra food. Uh, the little outlets in the corner. Uh, Award-winning since 1968, been winning all sorts of. Uh, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot for sale there. A lot of yeah. pies with burnt tops. What, what, what have you gone for? The, the cottage got... pie is the uh, the connoisseur's choice. Yeah, that's, that's a full dinner. Yeah, yeah, they look quite sizable. I know just that much. It's a big portion. Yeah, so what, what have you got there? I've just gone for a cup of tea. I've got the soup. You've gone for I've got, a, I've got the soup here. Soup. Let me. Uh, which I've heard is uh, very nutritious. What's in there? All the animals. There we go. I'm afraid. Oh wow! Look at that. in there. There we go. It's uh, like soupy. Yep, certainly <laughs> soupy. Big paws slurping away in, in the little cat basket. Yeah. Big paws uh, is that cat? Wet in the whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual cat. Uh, there we go. Going in. Usually thermonuclear. Thermonuclearly hot. Nuclear attack. sometimes. Nuclear attack soup, if you will. Quite literally nuclear attack soup. Really going to try and turn this into a cat Oh, there we go. Oh, that's delicious. Everything tastes better outside. That looks. Uh, that's delicious. Really burning. It's, it's a really burning to episode H. The heavy yep. metal. So episode. yeah, what's your prediction for the second half? Uh, I think that the. I'm worried that it will remain two two nil. I can't. Can see you tell that I don't know what I'm talking for. about, listeners? Not a lot to play for for either team here, is there? No. Um, the problem with Arsenal is they always try to walk it in. Looking, uh, looking solid here. Yeah. Um, and they've got they've got nothing to play for whatsoever. I think it could remain two 0 I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see a third goal really buoy us up as we uh, we move on to next week's uh, away fixture against. Well, I don't know who it's going to be. Salford City maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or should be Salford no City. No spoilers. The lowest place. Didn't work out. Lost in the playoffs. Uh, Salford City owned by some very famous. Yeah. Famous ex-Manchester United players. Not against uh, Salford City. Ryan Giggs, uh, the, is it both Neville's, I think, are involved? Chamberlain and Southall. Nicky Butts. Isn't Golden Balls himself loosely affiliated, is he not? No. Maybe. Of course, the uh, greatest Neville of all time is Neville Holder. Am I right, West Midlands listeners? make a big difference at this level of football. I don't know. It looks, it looks good. People, they look fit. They're allowed to look fit. They do. Very nippy. There's no. I've had a good look around. There's no one big overweight. That doesn't happen anymore. No, no, they're well, it doesn't happen at all, does it? And, uh, the, the tight-trousered boss, John Eustace, has yeah. been playing very much in the right way. I'm concerned for John Eustace's trousers every time the ball comes <laughs> near him and he tries to kick it back in his loafers that he's going to split his trousers. So. That's my other big hope, of course, in the second <laughs> half, is that uh, we get a touch. Yes. Uh, really like the ball to come over. I'm looking to uh, put my foot on it, give myself a yard, and uh, just show my class as I give it back. Exactly. Sign him up, Eustace. Sign him up. It's all, <laughs> it's all we can hope for. Anyway, uh, we're going uh, to eat this soup now, and uh, we'll see you later, listeners. Bye. We are here in the uh, Quintet. We are back from town, uh, having a well-earned pint of... Uh, Banks is bitter, so cheers everybody. Cheers. There you go. Just, uh, sorry, big pause there, yeah. <laughs> Just witnessed uh, uh, a 3 1 three one win. Victory for the Harriers against uh, history's Bradford Park Avenue. <laughs> yeah, they were big in the 1820s. <laughs> big in the 1820s, and to their credit, their fans were having. Oh, that's more like it. 
Yeah. It's only really in the water around here, isn't it? It really is, yeah. And on the jukebox. No, it's no, no jukebox. No, this is just no. A, it's just the natural sound of the sandstone caves. Yeah, it's echoing around. Yeah. It's sort of, uh, yeah. But yeah, the uh, the Bradford Park Avenue fans having a... Having a conga. Having a conga, really, really going off it was. It was a wonderful example of the uh, effect of Another league football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and extreme cold. I think it's the effect of extreme cold. Yeah. <laughs> and enthusiasm on <laughs> But um there was it was uh, it was a reasonable game of football, but uh, after that uh, just uh, took a we've had a little heritage rock tour through the uh, through the town. I've taken oh, yeah. you uh, through Kidderminster town and uh, how did you find the heritage trail? Well you really do get a feel, a real sense of uh, the history, the weight of musical history that is just uh, everywhere, isn't it? Everywhere. Oh. But I was surprised by a couple of the things I saw <laughs> in Kidderminster Town Centre. They've got these uh, piles of fake uh, records that you can sit on yep. in the middle of an otherwise completely closed <laughs> town centre. Charity shop zone. <laughs> yeah, we were the only people there. It was, uh, bleak. We weren't the only people there. was a couple of other oddballs wandering <laughs> around. Yeah, I know you noticed them too. Yeah. How would you describe that? <laughs> Um, I, I mean, if, that, if you saw that couple that we saw that you raised your eyebrow at uh, in, yeah. in New York, in yeah. Greenwich Village or somewhere like yeah. that, you'd be like, you wow, wouldn't. I wonder what they've seen. You wouldn't. They've been out and about them. They, they must have been there when it all happened. Yeah. I think <laughs> that they lived on a barge okay. and not in the hipster sense of living on a barge, no. but in the mad old English people who live on a barge and have a barge them. community yeah, as featured on Channel 5's Brits on Barges which I might have watched the other night Barge Mental yeah uh, we're being slightly judgmental we're but not. you're absolutely Sorry, right I apologise you um, see these people everywhere I, I mean I wasn't scared of them no they were lost like we were they I think they were also doing oh, the Heritage, Heritage Rock and Roll Kidman's yeah. the Heritage Rock and Roll trail which features as you'd expect a monument uh, a difficult to read, terribly kerned, interesting choice of font monument to, to Robert Well, Plant. the choice of font is legitimate because it's authentic, because it is the Zeppelin font. Probably if you went on dafonts.com yes, and downloaded it, exactly downloaded, where you get that from. It'd downloaded, be called, it would be called Let's Zep. Let's, yeah, let's Zep. I think it would it be called Kern awfully. But, uh, yeah, the also, that, it's, it's a heading font, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not, body, not, it's not body, body text. text. No. Uh, but it was nice to see some nods to some local yeah. musical heroes and also uh, very heavy on the Captain Beefheart. That was the last surprising bit. I mean, it's yeah, got, yeah, which I didn't realise, so I've learned something. Yeah, so it features uh, it's Robert Plant, there's uh, Carl Hyde from Underworld, there was um, the fact that Joe Cocker came here once and somebody named a carpet after him. <laughs> we did go to the Museum of Carpet earlier as well, but that was unfortunately closed. It opens uh, between half past ten and one o'clock on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Difficult, <laughs> difficult to get in. Book in advance. Book in advance. Um, really love a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Museum of carpet. Um, but yeah, the fact that Captain Beefheart once came here and played at Frank Freeman's dancing club, uh, and was uh, which was run by Frank Freeman and his wife, who brought him the captain some sandwiches. <laughs> um, really, did that deserve its own? Well, this is the thing. Bench? Uh, yeah. I think maybe because that was the first bench we saw, it was misleading. I'm fairly certain that there's some other high points on the, on the trail. I mean, it's a great anecdote. 
But it's not, I'm not sure it's bench-worthy. I'm very much looking forward to the day that as an adopted son of Kidderminster, I get my own record I think you'll for, the, get a bench. for the work on the Wolfmania podcast. <laughs> I would love to. I'd love there to be a Wolfmania podcast bench. <laughs> We're targeting Kidderminster hard, like an MP. I think, so. <laughs> I think, I think they'd, probably, they'd probably have it down by the canal somewhere. Yes. A bit like if, you know, someone died and they really liked <laughs> fishing. Yeah, in memory of. Yeah. So it'd probably be up by. Uh... So, oh, sorry, I'm really distracted by just how awesome this Marillion is. <laughs> is this a bit of fish? It's a lo- lovely bit of fish, well, isn't it? It's a bit fishy. I was wondering where. We are getting battered by fish right now. Shoals <laughs> <laughs> of them. Yeah. Big Paul's likes a Kaylee, of course. A bit of Scottish, a Scottish country dancer. Went to. Uh, was in Scotland the other week. Of course. As, uh, in, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about this in the episode L for Loch Ness. Listen to some of your favourite Scottish bands, Marillion. Uh, it was Marillion. Marillion. Um, well, that was it. We uh, went to this bar and said, uh, looks like you get setting up for some live music. And uh, the uh, lady behind the bar said, uh, I said, uh, yeah, it's going to be Kaylee music. I said, oh, I'll get my dancing shoes on. She said, oh, do you know any Kaylee steps? I said, no. I said, oh, I'm happy to show you, happy to show you. So we stuck around because that sounded brilliant. Big Paul's pretty cross about that, truth be told. <laughs> Didn't like the sound of that very much at all. Or indeed any of the um, Scottish lassies uh, giving me a cheeky wink and a, a grin because they seem to find me hilarious looking. No, I think they just thought that there's no way he's going to climb up that hill in that sort of gear. <laughs> I see going to Camden in 1989. <laughs> But uh, they so this Kaylee music didn't really turn out. Did an awful lot of run rig. Oh. Awful lot of run rig. <sighs> any uh, any Clanad? No Clanad, I'm afraid. No. That was, I noticed there was a few Clanad records in Mr T's earlier. Hey, but that's L. That's a lot less. We're in here. We're in K. Kidderminster. Yeah. Um, what else did you uh, make of the, uh, the town centre experience? Uh, it was uh, chillingly deserted. Yeah. As though. Uh, a zombie apocalypse yeah, taking place. Absolutely right. But you know, eighteen o'clock on a Saturday is no time to be visiting a, a town centre. I'm sure that there's is there a market here? Is there a street market? Sort of. Um, yeah, they call it the foreign market. The foreign market. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds. It used to be a French market, but then essentially it's just blokes doing LCD screen repairs for okay, your phone. Yeah, there's a, sort of, there's a man packing that away. And there's a bloke who sells industrial uh, ketchup and mustard. Okay. There's nothing condiment, very French about the it. Market. Yeah, condiment market, man. But we saw A1 jeans, so where is uh, the local fashion employer? Very much. Uh, yeah. Home of Farrah's and... Uh, oh, brilliant. Brilliantly weird European denim manufacturers. Yeah. Imported, which was next door to Shipley's Amusements. Yes. Used to be home of a Funhouse pinball machine. <laughs> not, <laughs> not for a while. And Italia 90. Uh, I've also taken... Was also taken with the uh, the amount of street art. Yeah, there was a nice sort of little uh, parade of street mm. art. Oh dear, this is heartbreaking, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should ask people to uh, phone in and donate money. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they should, and you can do that at www.wolfmania.org/shop. There is a donate button. Kickstarter for our bench on the Heritage Trail. On the Heritage Trail. We could probably melt down a pile of my records. <laughs> melt down a pile of unsold records. I think. Turn it into a bench. I think it should be a big cassette. Yeah. Oh. A big bronze cassette. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Grave takes grave. Yeah. 
Well, we've looked at the prices of monuments up there. Yes, we are very near to the. Uh, yeah. But we're now we're now no longer in Kidderminster. We've no, come into the, uh, the yeah into an unnamed village. Into an unnamed village, uh, which I know is very close to your heart. Mm. And uh, it's, it's it's lovely out here. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, again, not not many others around. <laughs> No, but then I'm sure it comes. It's like when you go on holiday and you kind of like, oh, mm. this is a bit. I don't know about this. You got your timing wrong. I don't know about this, and then you stick it out because you end up having about three drinks, and then yeah. <laughs> and then the locals come out, and then it comes alive. I'm sure it's like um, when we were in Norway and got everything so completely wrong. I'm sure I told this story on the podcast before. <laughs> we can't be recycling stories. Did I? Already. I can't remember if I did. I don't think you did. No, no. Tell it. With it, we went out, and I had practiced my brilliant Norwegian to ask for two drinks at whatever in the, the rock club uh, in Norway and I did it in perfect Norwegian and then the bar person just started talking to me in English and I said, oh come on, <laughs> said, what makes you think I speak English? So I said, I just spoke in, he said, no your Norwegian was, was, was really very good, it's just that um, it's half past eight and nobody comes out here for four hours. Oh crikey, well, I'm going to want to be going home soon. You don't think, I don't think you've done that one, you've yeah. done that, you've done that. That's when we met the Iron Maiden fan. It was oh, in four, oh done. god, I've done it already. <laughs> Not to worry. All right, speak to you in a bit, bye. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. I didn't tune into award-winning podcast K-Town for subliminal Marillion and Tim's rather too good impression of Mark Clem Clement, the BBC's lower league football correspondent. No. I demand achingly sad, three-dimensional storytelling. I want an empathetic investigation into the mysteries of the human mind. I want a feud. I want a treasure hunt. Okay, okay. Maybe then we'd better head down to the woods. That's where this sort of thing seems to happen. And failing that? Competitive poo sticks. Good morning, listeners. Uh, Listen carefully. You can probably hear the... uh the tweeting and the, the whooshing, not the usual tweeting and whooshing that uh, we have on our computers. That's nature. And uh, right now, Tim and I, and uh, we've got a uh, big pause on a lead. Uh, going through... Stop uh, fighting the cattle, big pause. <laughs> Take her anywhere. Chasing everything. We've got uh, some chirruping of some birds. We're in the countryside, everybody. Uh, after... Uh, an exciting day and night in Kidderminster. We are wandering through the wilds of the West Midlands. And, uh, well, you've seen some stuff so far, Tim? We've seen some, we've seen some impressive stuff. We've seen, uh, we've seen a huge dragon, massive yeah. dragon, just uh, crouching in the undergrowth, yeah. squirting some flames out of its mouth. Not Cra- a real dragon, this No, is. crouching dragon. Crouching hidden, dragon. hopefully no hidden tigers Ooh, uh, well. to chase uh, just big paws off with. Big paws be alert to that. Some swans over there. Big paws got now. I think those are uh, some geese. Oh, the geese. Looks like uh, some geese are laying. I think they've got some baby geese over there. Goslings. Oh, very pretty, listeners. Very pretty. Very, uh, baby geese are called goslings. So walking off uh, our uh, exciting Kidderminster Balti from uh, yesterday evening. From Cafe Masala. Big shout out to all the big guys at Cafe Masala. <laughs> <laughs> Joking that, um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and uh, here we are down by. There is a duck 
powering down uh, what I believe is the, the River Stour. The River Stour, okay. The so river which Stour. direction would the, uh, the bridge be? Uh, the, what, the bridge? Uh, the Stour Bridge. Stour Bridge. That way. Okay. So downstream of here, circa. Oh, you know what? That's not true. Uh, that's not true, listener. If, I've turned around though, and then it is true. <laughs> then it is that way. Uh, oh, the, the goose are out. Geese are out over there. Um, yeah, it'd be about seven miles to uh, Stourbridge over there, where I'm sure Pop will eat itself are currently wandering through their woods and probably about to play a very exciting game of poo sticks by this bridge here. It's over the style, Harry Styles. So named, I believe, because his father used to make styles traditionally. Really? Or maybe just walked in the country a lot. That makes sense. Competitive poo sticks. Competitive poo sticks. Competitive poo sticks. Competitive poo sticks. We're the poo sticks and we do acid, but you've got time for another banana milkshake. South past 10 last orders. And here we are on a beautiful little bridge. Rickety bridge. <laughs> it's like the bridge out of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It is, and there's uh, another duck powering down there. So uh, let's, uh, some, uh, let's choose a weapon, I think. Uh, a stick. Let's choose some kind of a stick. Uh, well, big, pause has, big Pause has dug up a, a lot of sticks already. Oh, here's one, here's one. Oh, I think, I feel mine's good. Nothing says secretly competitive only child like trying to claim victory before you've even started competing. Oh, kind of live foliage, that's not going to do it, is it? Considering we're in the country, there is a dearth of There's sticks. There's a dearth of sticks. <laughs> Most your... of the sticks are still attached to trees. Oh. There you go, he's gone for a, a long, thin stick, whereas I've gone for a, <laughs> a doughtier stick, which I think is about right. Some wild, a pack of wild dogs heading our way by the sound of things. Big pause, have you got a stick to push over there? Good. Good, good, good. All right, so on three, let's uh, shovel these and uh, run to the other side of the bridge. Lovely uh, clear water running beneath us here. and uh, Absolutely. And uh, here we go, we've got on three. One, two, three, stick. And here we go, looking over the other side. Don't know what's going under. Don't push too hard. That, that's got to be me. Or convincingly oh, claiming victory oh, when all evidence suggests that you've I think you've, you've raced off. Romped into a hedge with my weird... Oh, look, he's off now. I think you take that, Tim. Then magnanimously announcing continue. that the only way you could ever have been beaten the was sea. by the greatest sporting display in history. The sea. Well done, you. I'll have to check that on a map for you. Wales, somewhere. Yeah. It ends up in Stourport, maybe 12 miles down the road. Joins the River Seven. Or does it just join the River Seven? When we it just joins the River Seven. Of course, the biggest indicator of a secretly competitive only child is dragging everyone out of their way for an enforced rematch, wherein your dominance can be reasserted and a bloodbath is assured. In other words, mini golf. <laughs> Wolfmania team 
down here at the Pro Mini Golf Parks, just outside Kinemich. We are 13 holes into what has been a miniature golf tournament. There's been pitching, putting, big pause. The podcat has gone into the stream, unfortunately, uh, taking a three-stroke and one-pound penalty, and also getting a hair really all, all wet. Uh, as we speak, I am obviously winning by a long way here. Tim, I think he might finish the game, but uh, his, uh, there are rumours in the dressing room that, that, that there are problems on and off the course. There certainly has been evidence on the course of some problems. <laughs> We've only been on the course for maybe half an hour. <laughs> Certainly showing some strength. Big pause has spotted uh, Tyrannosaurus in the tree. Andrew, so popular with the crowds that come every year to witness this festival of golf. Unique stance. Bends up knees, one practice shot, two practice shots. Strikes the ball. Clean hit. Oh! <laughs> well, it arced around the, uh, the Buddha's head, over the back of the uh, sand trap. Lovely to see a uh, feline competitor. Real progress has been made here. Rules have been changed into a clubhouse to allow big paws. Wouldn't have happened years ago. Would not have happened. She would have been blackballed. Remarkable dexterity for a, for a cat. Clean strike. Straight, straight into the foot, into the butter's face. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Handing over commentary now, and uh, I'm here as Tim takes to the tee. Here he comes. Plops down his little pink ball. Steps up, club head behind the ball. One look, two looks. He's hit that firmly. It's pitched off, pitched off, just uh, bounced off the barrier, stopping it from going into the stream. Long way back from there. Big pause. Never up, never in. Babied it. Walking down the 14th here, acknowledging the crowds who've come out today. Some sheep graze in the field behind. Hello, Mr. Furry. Meh. Not looking Swallows up. skimming across the <laughs> river Stour. It is quite a sight. <laughs> Joined by a heron. So, very graceful. Like that putts there from Big Paws. Sinks it for probably a five. A four. Meow. Tim now. Casually kicking the ball forward a yard or so, <laughs> knowing full well that he's probably not going to win here today. Firmly hit putt, racing by the hole there. These greens are hot today. Like it's like putting on glass. 
Wolfman holds out for a birdie too. Tim just short. Oh, he's going for the child's favourite, the snooker finish. Always a sign that someone's getting a bit tired. <laughs> uh, what did you get? A uh, big pause? <laughs> yeah, I think it's four meows. Tim? Hi guys, just checking in. <laughs> My plan was just to let the shaky audio of the mini golf on the radio play out. Sure, it's essentially just one joke for another five minutes, but it's still marginally more entertaining than regular golf on the radio. And maybe something exciting will happen at the end and we'll all learn a lesson. What's it gonna and if not, well, it's sort of relaxing, no? I mean, I can put the golf music on again if that would help. Fiddling with his pockets. A little like Rafa Nadal picking his shorts out of his <laughs> Here we go, on the 15th. One practice shot, a glance up. Clubhead behind the ball, strikes it. Skips off the ornamental bridge and onto the edge of the green. And that, that could be enough. now popular son of Devon taking the putter he's bounced it off the ornamental bridge and into the stone river partly in a small tree I <laughs> big pause now dexterously placing the ball on the tee with her right front paw Hill swishing. Distracted by something over there. Real power on that one. As it hurtles down and onto the 16th uh, green, which is a shame. More fun than it sounds, this, you know, listeners. To the 18th hole. It's a long, bendy, 17-yard par three and Big Paws the Cat is coming down here two strokes ahead of Tim on this final hole. Everybody at least 14 strokes behind. A Wolfman, the champion elect, the wearer of the blue jacket. Are just uh, just crowding the, the crowds away from it. Oh, she's wow. caught that four right. Sorry, we've clipped it into the shin of a that young woman. It, it went straight towards a lady and her boyfriend. I <laughs> seemed to go between her legs. I think she didn't even completely notice. completely nutmegged her. <laughs> didn't notice. Doesn't doesn't seem to mind. That's a long way back for big pause from her. dragged back here. He settles the ball down. To his left he's got a bunker, to his right a bunker. Further ahead of that we've got a brother's face, we've got an Easter Island head, uh, four plastic storks and a seagull on top of a pole. He looks up and settles. 
strikes the ball, he's gone right. He's just missed the Easter Island head and he's put it under a bench at the back where people sit down to have an ice cream after the game. This tension clearly here on the, uh, on the 18th. But now it's a victory lap. It's, uh, but it's what everyone's here for. The, the, uh, the fairway crowded with spectators. Wolfman addressing the ball, trademark. Clips it in a perfect straight line towards the green. And, uh, well, it's sometimes not the most flamboyant of golf. Around after the ducks, <laughs> as, as is big as, as a duck emerges, <laughs> and that is uh, that's cool, that's lovely to see. That is wonderful. A real duck, right? Oh, left the big Bertha behind. Let's uh, expecting the caddy to pick that up. Yeah, no one, the caddies marching up the fairway to have a bit of a crouch underneath the bench. Let's see if we can dig this ball out. <laughs> This, uh, this duck here appears to have got a, uh, a helmet on and a scoop. Duck interview. Let's talk to the duck. Talking to one of the duck spectators. I'm not having it. <laughs> and that, listeners, is what fun's all about. Do a bit of totting of maths and <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> Isn't that an album by someone? Maths, disappointment, and halfway round, Snickers. <laughs> I told you that at the end we'd all learn a lesson. Big pause five at the end. I'm gonna have to count them up again. I oh, thank God for that. But I think that we live the fun. Come here, child. I think that's a seventy-two. You might want to check it again. I I think that's a 71. I think that's a 57. Yeah. I'm saying I have won five over par with Big Four's is second, 19 over par, two asterisks. <laughs> and Tim is, I'm afraid, third on the podium. podium. 20 over par, two asterisks. Might want to recount in a minute when we pop down the road to find the Morris dancers, uh, the Green Man and the May Queen. And also an amazing Viking history tour. Only on next week's K-Town. Thank you.